This is All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, now we bring you a discussion on GST compensation related issues and concerns. The participants are Arun Goyal, economic analyst, and Mahua Venkatesh, journalist. Compensation of GST goods and services tax shared to the states has become an issue. So, would you like to explain to us what really comprises the state's share of GST? You've been one of the architects of the GST rollout. If you could just explain what exactly is the state's share. I would like to explain a little bit about what this compensation says is. So, at the time when we were trying to introduce GST, so there were around 17 taxes, central taxes and state taxes, and more than 13 taxes which were to be subsumed into GST. So, these taxes which we were planning to subsume, so they constituted around 60 to 70% of state's taxes. So obviously states were losing on their sovereignty and there was little apprehension that how the GST will play out once it is implemented. So states wanted some sort of an assurance that they should be compensated in case there is a loss of revenue. revenue. So that is why a constitutional amendment was carried out wherein it was agreed that a law would be enacted where the states would be compensated for any loss of revenue for a period of five years based on a decision taken in GST Council. And the so, base was 15-16 years. Yeah, 15, so thereafter, 16. GST Council took a decision that states would be compensated on a base year of 15-16 and assuring a growth of 14% over that base year. So just to give an example, suppose if the taxes were 100 in the year 15-16, so the next year it would be 114 and the next year it would be another 14% over 114. So it was a very good kind of an assurance given by the central government because it was necessary at that time to assure the states and also to get them on board. So we have seen that over the last two years, whenever there had been any shortfall of the revenues, so the states have been compensated from the compensation cess. And now this compensation cess is collected on mainly same goods and luxury goods. And these goods are like pan masala, tobacco, aerated water and luxury cars. So there is a upper limit up to which the cess can be introduced. And based on the decision taken in the GST council, this cess is being introduced. And the cess collected is being put into one non-lapsable kind of a pool and the states are being compensated from that. So now going ahead, what is the crux of the problem for which the states have been complaining that they haven't got their share of GST? Like I said, that states have been compensated and they have also been compensated till the month of October. So there is a issue of one or two months where the amount has not been paid. Like I said that this is a central government law and finance minister has also said in parliament that the states would be compensated for the compensation says whatever is due to them. Now you see this decision on what trade the compensation says has to be levied, on what item it has to be levied. So it is by law enacted by the parliament based on the recommendation of the GST. So in a way it is the GST council which will further decide what further steps have to be taken. Now sir you also spoke about enhancement of the GST tax collection under the GST ambit. Now that really hasn't happened. The enhancement, I mean we haven't seen a huge increase in GST collection. What do you think should be the prescription to ensure that GST collections keep increasing year after year? The whole thing has to be looked into a perspective that when we introduced GST, there were many items 
say which were being taxed at more than 30-31% and they were brought down to 28% slab. And similarly, there were other goods also which were fixed into 12% slab or 18% slab, whereas the actual tax rates before that, that is which used to comprise of excise duty plus the VAT and some cascading. So, firstly, when we introduced GST, the taxes on majority of the goods were lower than what they were before. And then what we have seen is that over the last two years before that there was been a good growth and this year also this month there had been a very good growth in the month of November we had a total collection of 1.03 lakh crore which is a growth of around 6% over the previous month and here also if we only see the domestic transactions then the growth has been much more around 12%. So I think what we saw for the first two months was I think kind of a temporary phenomena and the growth that has come about in this month shows that economy is also picking up, consumption is also picking up and we should see more growth in the GST revenues. As the economy picks up, you think GST collection would also obviously naturally start picking up? Definitely, I think there is a direct linkage to consumption because GST is a consumption-based tax. But I would also like to say that despite this, there is a lot that needs to be done, particularly to curb evasion, to enhance compliance. That's a major point and evasion has been rampant. I mean, that's one area which the GST council needs to sort of deal with this issue, right? If you can throw some light on the evasion part. Here I would like to give a little bit of statistics which would be of interest to the listeners. Like, you know, totally there are around 1.22 crore registrations that have been done under GST. And out of that, 17 lakhs are under the composition. So there are roughly around 1.05 crore actually. But we have seen is that 78% of the revenues come from only 0.6% of the taxpayers. Similarly, 99% of the revenues come from 23% of the taxpayers. And in fact, 25% of the taxpayers who file the return, so they are not paying any tax in cash. So because whatever due is there, so they are actually compensating it by way of the input tax credit. So it's very obvious that the major tax that we are getting, we are only getting from very limited number of people. So there is a huge scope for enhancing the tax base and increasing the compliance. And the government has taken number of steps in this regard. First is the simplification of return that is being planned. So the discussion had been going on for a long time. All the stakeholders have been consulted and the new return has been designed and it is proposed to be rolled out from January next year. So I think that will be a very big step. Through that it will be possible to match the invoices and once the invoice matching is there, so the chances of evasion will get very much reduced. Another important area that needs to be addressed is the lot of evasion that takes place in the B2C category. We all have seen that whenever we go, so the, there is a tendency on that part of the businesses not to issue any bills or give any invoice and customers are also not very keen to have that bill. Pay that so, yeah. so there is a lot of evasion at that level and government is planning to come out with a scheme whereby we can address this issue. So they have this what you call dynamic QR code is proposed to be published on the bills and then they can have planning to have some sort of lottery whereby customers are encouraged to take the bills and thereafter based on lottery there can be some rewards that can be given to them. Do you also think that increasing rates on a few items will sort of address this issue? That is always a possibility because the GST council is competent on it. But if you ask me personally, I don't think that is a very desirable step. 
बिकॉज एट प्रेजेंट लॉट ऑफ रैशनाइजेशन हैज बिन डन ओवर द सक्सेसिव जीएसटी मीटिंग्स इन द जीएसटी रेट्स एंड नाउ इफ वी इंक्रीज इट of course like i said earlier gst council is the supreme body they are the ones who will take a final view on it but i think the more stress needs to be given on curbing evasion increasing the tax base so that our revenues increase over a period of time also there have been talks for quite some time now that you know the 12% rate and the 18% rate needs to be merged what is your view on this and when do you think it should be done normally in the gst design there is one standard rate that is a sort of a median rate where most of the goods fall and then one is one merit rate where some essential commodities and the commodities which are essential for the poor people they are placed and then there is one demerit rate which is a higher slab for luxury goods or sin goods so in india we already have a merit rate of 5% and similarly a demerit rate of 28% some case that 12 and 18% can be merged but again the gst council has to take a view on that and i think it could happen once our gst revenue stabilizes and there is more certainty and a clear trend emerging for the gst revenues also about the 28% the topmost slab that the 28% tax slab should be totally removed do you think that makes sense like i said that if we look at even the global experience a demerit rate is always there and for the 28% rate is concerned now it is one of very very few items and in fact when yes. we started implementing the gst there were more than 220 items which were under the 28% and now their number is less than 30 items so this 28% slab is now on very very few items and mostly like i said on luxury goods and sin goods and in many cases like tobacco products palm masala we also have sets over and above the this 28% slab so i don't think that there is a case for really reducing 28% slab recently finance minister nirmala sitaraman took additional measures to ensure that you know the filing process can be sort of simplified but going ahead do you think it should be further eased to ensure that more and more people can file the returns in a more simplified in an easy manner you see government has already taken lot of steps to reduce the burden of small taxpayers or small businesses firstly like the exemption limit for the gst which was earlier 20 lakhs was been enhanced to 40 lakhs similarly the composition limit so it was previously 1 crore so which has again been enhanced to 1.5 crores and then we also have introduced composition scheme for service providers where it has been capped at 50 lakhs so it is for the more organized players or little bigger players that they would have to file the return it is fairly simplified return and i am sure that the compliance burden would reduce tremendously after that return is introduced so also talking about 2 years plus since the time we've seen the rollout of gst how do you think the experience has been overall in terms of the a lot of people say the teething problems they still exist so when can we see the process totally free of all flaws and problems the gst has been a very historic reform you just imagine that before gst came there were 17 taxes the businesses having all india presence i mean they had to file returns for 17 taxes then there were different laws in different states so there was a huge compliance burden so this compliance burden has been reduced to a large extent and then we have also done away with octroi yes. and now the movement of the vehicles trucks all across india is very very fast 
and there are examples and statistics to say that the logistics cost has really come down. So personally I would say that it is a big step and there is no going back and there has been constant improvement over a period of time but it's been a major reform that has taken place so it will take time to settle down. Also talking about increased boosting GST collections, do you think bringing alcohol and petroleum products under the GST ambit would boost collections and do you see that happening soon? As far as alcohol for human consumption is concerned, in case that has to be brought into the GST ambit, we would require a constitutional amendment. Whereas if the petroleum products have to be brought under the GST, the decision can be taken by the GST council as and when they feel that the time is appropriate. How do you think decisions in the GST council are really made? I mean, if you could just throw a bit of light on that. The GST council is a very good example of cooperative federalism. All the decisions in the council are taken by 75% of majority voting. But interestingly, all decisions till now in the council have happened by way of consensus. And the consensus emerges when both the center and the states agree to it. I would like to explain over here that states have a total voting share of 66%, whereas the center has a voting share of 33%. Now, but the decision has to be taken by 75% majority. So, only center itself, because they just have 33% voting power, they will not be able to make any changes. Similarly, if all the states agree and the center doesn't agree, still the change will not take place. Therefore, the both state and center have to come together and take a decision. So, that is how we have seen that all the decisions in the council have been taken by consensus. Mr. Goel, thank you so much. Thank you very much. You were listening to a discussion on GST compensation, related issues and concerns. The participants were Arun Goyal, economic analyst, and Mahua Venkatesh, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for quick news updates.